This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. Try to see it my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way. Run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone. We can work it out. a chance that we might fall apart before too long we can work it out we can work it out life is very short and there's no time all right houston let's go ahead and let this play mr producer this song of course is by the beatles and it's about paul mccartney breaking up with his girlfriend but these words are so powerful about Working it out and communication and life, those words, life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting. And you'll hear in a moment, Houston, where I'm going with all of this, because somehow things are crazy in Houston. I don't know what's going on. But I just was told uh, by people that we've now become the murder capital of America. And we've got to find a way to work together, to get along. This is our community. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, and that's why I chose this song today. And I'm also going to highlight uh, an item that there's a press conference going on right now, and I think it's important for citizens to do this, to have a press conference, demand government action, and to really, really come together. So we'll talk about that in a moment, too. And then, of course, I... I'm going to have a pastor call in here momentarily. And I just want to give a shout out. And I don't know, it's more like a prayer than a shout out. Because I read in the news that a church collapsed Saturday afternoon in South Houston. And I just, you know, my heart goes out when I see something like that. Because a, a church is a place of, it's a sanctuary. It's a place of worship. It's a place where people can go. It should be a safe zone. And when I see that, I um, want to pray for them. And I think we should all reach out and say a prayer for them at that church that collapsed there on Saturday afternoon. And you're here with Gilbert, a tip for me, talk, inspiration, and prayer. 
And we're here every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus. And that, of course, is 13.60 a.m. and 96.9 FM. And we can be reached at 832-570-8075. If you got something to say, come say it. The success of this show is really based on you. It's your show. And you can always email me at a tip from Gilbert. And there's no dots and all this sort of stuff and no capital letters. It's just a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. So let's go to the press conference that I was referring to. So I got a urgent release, a press release from Miss Sharon Evans Brooks of Friends of Riverside Park, Houston, and Miss Tamara Bell. And of course, everyone knows Tamara Bell because she's really one of the great neighborhood activists. She and Stacey uh, Fairchild and some others, they're just always doing things in the community. And it says here, quote, no more crime press conference. That alone, and it's all big caps. I don't know if you can see that. You probably can't see it, but it's all in big caps. And I think it's wonderful to see the residents get up to say, and this is the next line, third ward residents are fed up with crime and violence. My goodness, aren't we all? And I don't know what's happening. And I'm going to read it because I think it's important. The press conference was today. Because I'm doing this show, I wasn't able to be there. But I know a lot of our community activists are there at Riverside Park. And I know a lot of our elected officials are there. And you know what? It's time for the elected officials in the city to really step up. Because the number one thing for a governmental entity is public safety. That's the number one thing they should always do for the citizens, public safety. And of course, that means police and fire. So it says here that the McGregor Super Neighborhood and Riverside Civic Association and a host of residents are banding together to express outrage at increasing crime in our community after five people, Houston, five people were shot in a fight that spilled into the streets of Blodgett and Ennis last week. Can you imagine that? A fight spilled into the streets and five people were killed. This is just one example of a rash of shootings and violent activity in our community. And then it goes on to say, as the nation celebrates President's Day, this day is overshadowed by the continuous threat of crime and violence, particularly related to area bars. In the Riverside Terrace area alone, there are nearly 10 bar establishments in a single-family residential community with little parking or security. While some bars are good neighbors, others are a hotbed of crime. Any given night, Rapid gunfire can be heard while families are feeding the children dinner. Can you imagine that? Enough is enough, and I say enough. I know we have a caller. Let's put them through. Do we have uh, a Good afternoon. Good morning to you, uh, Gilbert. This is a speech of Enrique calling from, from Spain. Ah, Pastor, how are you? 
I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I just heard what you were talking about. You know, I, I am, I'm always listening to you here in Granada, Spain. And I know you have, uh, you know, a huge, a huge amount of listeners also in Europe. You know, I'm one of them. Uh, and I was listening to, to what you were mentioning about Houston. And it's incredible. You know, it really hurts my heart um, due to the fact that I used to live in Houston quite a long time ago. So, uh, if you allow me, I like to pray, you know, for the city, and I like to see, you know, uh, God working in the in the middle of all this mess, so that uh, you know He can put order, divine order, into the city. Well, be, before you do that, Pastor, number one, I am so grateful that you would call in. You are just a champion and a dear friend, and I'm and I'm hugging you through cyberspace right now. I don't know if you can see me, but I am. And you know, I don't know what's happened in Houston, and I don't know, and I think there's a whole thing in America. I think crime is just up. And I think here in Houston, I don't know if people feel that, oh, it's just hopeless, that crime is so rampant that there's nothing we can do. I had another situation with a, a mother I know, and her daughter had been shot by a boyfriend, and they had to cut open her chest almost from neck to belly button, past the belly button, to save her life. And Pastor, you're never going to believe this. So this uh, young man, I think, is up for uh, to be sentenced or something. He might just get probation. That's well, it. For almost, I mean, for impacting this young, beautiful life. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have the answer here, but I know one thing. We need to get good people together. We need to band together. We need to protect our neighborhoods. And we need to speak out more. And yes, we need to pray. Uh, Pastor, please give us a prayer there for Houston, for all the people of the world. Let's pay for, excuse me, let's pray for peace there in the Ukraine and Russia. You know, we don't need all these people to suffer. So, Pastor, if you wouldn't mind, that would be wonderful. You know, as a bishop, one of the things that I'm saying to all my pastors, you know, is that one thing that we're lacking in the world, not only in the, in the United States or the United Kingdom or, or in Europe, is, uh, you know, family prayer time. You know, we have forgotten family prayer time. And family prayer time brings not only the time to, uh, you know, to spend before, time to, to be before the Lord as a family, but also a time of conversation and a time of training. <laughs> forgotten. Absolutely forgotten. And sadly, you know, um, that's one of the things that we're missing. Secondly, I fully agree that we need to speak out and, and speak louder, you know, because the church is so quiet because of, you know, sometimes the uh, uh, fear of losing, you know, uh, people into the church or members or whatever you want to call it is. But we need to speak, uh, speak up, you know, and we need to speak louder. And we need, uh, you know, number, number three, we need to get the right people in government. That's one of the things that we need in, in government is the right people that, that will fear God and will do exactly the right thing for the community. Not people, uh, not only related to, to a political party, but especially, you know, people related to, you know, God in a, in a way that fear will be, uh, you know, the core of their management for the city or for the community where they, they are located. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want to bless the life of, uh, you know, your son Gilbert. He's always, always aware of the situations that are happening in the city, and he's not afraid of speaking louder so that, 
you know, the community will understand many, many things that have to be done, Father, in the name of Jesus, just to, to bring order, Father. I used to live in in, in um, Houston, Father, and it hurts my heart, Father, to listen bad news about, you know, the security in the city and the uh, many, many uh, difficult, you know, uh, delinquency and many, many crazy situations that are even hard to, to uh, explain in a, in a brief time, Father. But we come before you. And we ask that your Holy Spirit might move in the middle of this crazy situation as you moved, Father, in, in Genesis. Genesis 1, it says, you know, that you, you move in the middle of a crazy situation that was created by evil. And, Father, the situation that Houston is facing is exactly the same. It's, it's the situation, it's an evil situation. And we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus that you might move in a very powerful way, Father, in the name of Jesus, and bring the right people to government, bring, Father, peace into the community, and bring every family into your altar, Father, to pray together as a family so that we can see a transformation. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bishop, I so appreciate that prayer. I'm, I'm hugging you on the phone through the phone, and I hope you call back again. You're such a joy. So everyone, again, that's Bishop. Bishop, thank you all the way from Spain calling in. Bishop, thank you so much. Uh, producer, do we have another call there or something? Thank you, Bishop. I think we have another call here. So let's put in this call, and then in case you're wondering out there in Facebook land, we have uh, my guest that we'll be talking to here in just a second. She was at that press conference that we talked about earlier. And so, again, she'll have a lot to say. And, of course, some people are known by just one name because they're so incredible and they do so much. There's, like, Cher. There's Madonna. Well, here in Houston, there's Jolanda. And she, you know, she's just known by Jolanda. And everyone knows exactly who you mean. And so Jolanda is always, always raising hell for the community. And that's what we need. So, Joe... Uh, Jelana Jones is here with us. She's going to talk in just one second. We have another caller. Send her through, producer, or him through. Do we have another caller there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. You're talking with a tip from Gilbert. <laughs> talk, inspiration, and prayer. And I have Jolanda Jones. Okay, so this is Dr. Kathy L. Tatum with Collaborating Voices Foundation. Good morning, both of you guys. Of course, I'm gonna tell everybody go vote for Jolanda. She is the she is the real deal. Isn't she? Okay, so um, I'm calling in about the press conference. If you guys don't know me, I am 21 years of property management. I am boots on the ground. I am in the community on all points. So I am tired of the press conferences. I am tired of them sitting up there claiming they don't know what company. I am tired of, we got to be real. We got some great pastors, but we also got some pastors that are molesters and also child uh, sex offenders. When you put them up on a podium, the streets talk. We don't trust these tr press conferences because how do you get $44 million and then also $100 million to homeless and you, the, the ones that are at the press conference ain't been on these streets. They don't, one thing about Jolanda, she is protecting the streets. She knows the streets. She grew up with the streets. Her parents grew up in these streets. So we will go and trust people like her. People trust people like me. I help run about a hundred nonprofits that are boots on the ground, that went into prison, came out of prison, and doing what they need to do, and trusting God, praying over our city. I have been with the Homeless Coalition for years. 
placing domestic violence, placing all these people. I never get a call. I don't hear about the press conference until it's all settled. How hard is it to go to your super neighborhoods? How hard is it to go? We put a lot of people in color and positions. And these people in color call us when they need something. But at the press conference, we, the, we're number one. Black women are number one in domestic violence and everything. And we don't, we don't own the, the gun factories. We don't own any of that stuff. But the guns are on the street. If well, you truly care about what's going on on the streets, get organizations like us, like Collaborating Voices, that can go to other nonprofits that never got any funding and let's do this. Let me let me let me interrupt real quick because you said a lot of things and they're powerful and I can feel the passion and, and you know I agree with a lot of what you said. But the most important thing is I want to have you on my show. So let me let me just ask. So it's let me tell you what I'm about to do. Go Gilbert, ahead, go ahead, tell And me. I want to thank your organization. I am on my way to go get furniture for a veteran. Your organization and your company paid and sent me a donation in the mail, and I'm on my way to go pick up furniture from a veteran, a homeless veteran, and she's going to have a full furniture in her house in about an hour. I'm on my way there to pick out the furniture because organizations like you donated to organizations like myself. You know what? That's the finger of God touching that family. Let me ask you this. Can you do me a favor? Uh, when you're free, would you just text me all your information again? Because uh, I want to have you on the show because you said some very important things that, in my opinion, deserve a lot more radio time than just you calling in because the most important thing yeah well i appreciate you uh i think the most important thing is the community needs to stand up because you know what it's our community let me stay with me though so joe what are your your thoughts i know you've been talking about uh, public safety for like probably your entire life so what is happening right now so well the truth is people can just carry guns right which is isn't that that madness it's It's madness it's, it's as angry as people get Angry people, I mean, they just make rash decisions, right? So that's one problem. But as I was invited, well, I heard about the press conference this morning, and the press conference, it's my understanding from being at the press conference, because I was not an organizer of it, that it came to, uh, to pass in, two, in 48 hours. Well, it just so happens that there's a bar trying to get a wine and beer license in the middle of my residential neighborhood, like literally. When I say not in my backyard, <laughs> the mean? bar is literally in my backyard. Oh my it's like gosh. it abuts my backyard. Yeah. And what I don't understand is how you can come mm. into an established neighborhood, right, that's walkable, that has, that has families and kids, and it's in the middle of a neighborhood. It's not like it's on some big street. And I know that yep. Washington Avenue, Emancipation, yep. Alameda, those neighborhoods around those areas are struggling right because of the parking situations and the crime that comes with drunk people and just not thinking well but i don't understand how tabc can give a wine and beer license or a liquor license to any business that decides to interlope into a residential neighborhood and get them give them a license so now i can't i can't because they put some businesses there now i have problems getting to my house because there's parking all over the street on both sides and they don't have sufficient parking. So I'm challenging the mayor, 
Like, stop giving these people, if they don't have sufficient on-site parking, because what you are having in these neighborhoods where they have bars popping up all over the place is they're talking about they're doing shared parking, and I put that in air quotes. And so people are parking on my street. So now what? You know, I'm talking about for people that this is happening to because we're trying to stop it on my my street in my neighborhood. But now all of a sudden people have to— Go ahead, doctor. I didn't even know, Ms. Jones, I didn't even know that the press conference was going. I actually found out about the press conference because you went live. See, that's and then see, I, I, saw, I found out about so it this I, morning. I had, so I had no idea, and I saw Andy Kahn sitting there, so I went to his page, and I saw the press conference. So I thank you for, you know, uh, you know what? going so, live. You know what? And you know me through Sheree Young because we okay. do a lot of nonprofit work. But, but I can so t- that's where I know. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And, hey, I, I'm thankful for the shout-out. But I will tell you that I believe that the reason why people are apathetic about politics and why they don't vote is because they don't know. And I think people should know who they should be mad at, right? When people are doing stuff, I believe in calling a spade a spade, calling out people's names, right? So this business, which I think is called Daiquiri Land, how, how dare you? Come interlope in my neighborhood. I bought my house in 1997. When I bought my house, it was a crack house. There were crack pipes in my yard. I took a house that was a crack house that had crime where crackheads would come to my house, knock on the door, and try to buy something from me. I'm like, okay, no, sir, this is no longer a crack house. This is a residential house. There were gunshots. When my son was little, mm. we would hear gunshots, and I would duck to the ground, like literally oh my in goodness. my come house. On. That's like Hollywood. And I would say, That's and I would say to Gio, Gio, you okay? He'd be like, yes, ma'am, you okay? I'd be, yes, ma'am. So my, my point is this. We changed our neighborhood. We worked together. Our civic association worked together. We worked with the Terzes. When I was on city council, we worked with that to to turn our neighborhood around. We were a food desert. All we had was convenience stores, right, with with, with rotten milk and spoiled eggs. And mind you, if you go to River Oaks, you're not going to find no nah, convenience stores the on the corners of River well, Oaks. Well, look, and so I think that the state and the city and the county should treat all neighborhoods like they treat River Oaks. Is what I believe. Ain't Correct. That. Hold on. Let me ask something here. So, doctor, let me ask you this. Um, who decides if someone can get a liquor license? Is that a city thing no, or that, a state so, thing? So there, there are a bunch of things a business needs before it can open up. So to get a wine and beer license or a liquor license, it's got to go to the state. I see. Right? But in order for it to get an occupancy permit, they've got to go to the city. And they've got to give a parking plan first. So help me understand why you have... In this particular little strip center, and they don't have strip centers in River Oaks either. No, but Because no. the residents of River Oaks wouldn't stand for that, and the city wouldn't allow that, but they allow it in, in, in neighborhoods where people are historically disadvantaged. So, again, yeah. you know how they say, what would Jesus do? Uh, you know what I say? What would they do in River Oaks? <laughs> right? And if, well, if we follow right. that standard, this Give city would be a much Give better a place. Uh, we're we're, we know we're, we're going to get a t-shirt that says, what would they do? What and, would River Oaks do? And River Oaks. Well, well, please. And, and this is reason why we need people like her, because she's calling it out. I call it out, too. We sit back and we don't vote. And we sit back and we have these table talks or church talks on what's not done in our neighborhood, but then you don't get up and vote for the one that's going to call and, it and, out. And you know, which, when you call it out, you're saving people. That's which, right. Which, which is quick, why. And quick voting for the same old people over and over and over. There's a, there's a saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. In other words, if you have because the same old people in there, the same people in there all the doggone time, well, then you're going to get nothing. Go ahead, Joe. Joe's you know, itching because, to say something. But you, but you know what's 
But this is what I say. Say so, it, Joe. You know, I'm like the outsider elected official when I get elected, right? <laughs> like the powers that be, they don't support <laughs> me. You want to know why? Because I call people out, right? I call people out. If you don't want me to tell it, then you shouldn't do it, right? Amen. So I will say that the mayor was at the press conference today, and I'm happy to say that there's been a shift in his position. Well, that's good. Right? Uh, because I know at-large council member Sally Alcorn and at-large council, oh, no, and I think she's District C, Abby Kamen. Abby's District C, yeah. And uh, District D council member Carolyn Shabavs have been on the mayor's uh, tail. Good, good. Because I know I'm on TV. I'm uh, on the radio. Um, and so now there's a plan, and we had a, a man who came as Mr. Hunter. And as I think about what he talked about, when he was talking about the bars, I'm about to start crying because this club, Spivey's, his son was murdered there in 2019. No. And they're reopened, and, and five people got shot. Uh, again yeah just again. recently right and and so my what i don't understand is how can people get killed at your establishment and you get to stay open and it's business like, as usual like, like how can how can five people get shot on one day and the next day you open yeah like but that, that but doesn't make any because sense there's somebody in when when you're inside and i when i say inside i'm at the meeting I say smoke and mirrors because I have the, the reason why they can't kick me out of any of the meetings because I'm qualified and I come and I'm there when I, and I'm going to give you an example. When this, when the, when the weather dropped, um, we went and got all these homeless to go into one of the warehouses. The fire marshal came right away and said, we need to close you down because the president of the United States didn't declare that it's too cold. Now, I had to call some council people. I had to call some Congress people and said this person's about literally put the pastor in handcuffs because he was doing Jesus work. But yet you got a bar that has murders and nobody can close that down. But we are actually moving homeless into a warehouse. So this is a church and you literally did this. Well, so it's who you know. You know what? I'm going to have you on the show because there's way more. And what we'll do is we'll do a flip-flop. I'll have you on the show and Jelana will call in because I think, <laughs> I, think, I think the three of us have a lot to say. But I'm going to have you back. I know we have other callers. Doctor, I'm, I mean it. Please email me. Of course, I think you know me, Gilbert Garcia. I'm at my phone number is 713-443-4330. And that's my real number. Email me, text me, anything. All right. I, I can and, vouch. And Gilbert, can I, can, can I say one more thing? Please. We can't just do things when it makes national news. We can't. Amen. Unfortunately, we have a lot, and I'm just going to give some inner information. We have a lot of people that right now, FBI and all of them are investigating. The reason is because we don't fill out the paperwork, the black community, and we don't understand how to fill this uh, grant out. We have a lot of officials and people that work for the city and other establishments that their LLC and their nonprofit is listed. And the money that you see at a press conference is going to these organizations and people like myself that are actually doing the work 
do not get any funding. Mm. And I, I need people to revote people in because we got to stop this. So I, I can't so I, wait to be on well, your show. I, I'm on my way to help this veteran, and I appreciate you guys. Amen. Amen. Thank you so we much. We have more callers, what but, you're I, doing. but I'm going to give Joe for sure the last word and then the next to last word. But, Doctor, okay. we're going to have you back, please. I know we have more callers. Okay, bye bye. Let's put them through. Thank you. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Who do we have there? Caller? Do we have a caller there? Uh, Dolores, is that you? Hello? Dolores, is that oh you? Oh, my God. I yes. know the voice. Ge guess, yes. who's, guess who's with me? I was me. just listening in. You, I was were, listening you did in. not. Did you hear Jolanda tell it like it is? Yes, I did. She always tells it like it is. Doesn't she, she though? Told, she told me what it was when I was uh, a young girl on the basketball court. I um, am... Very grateful to know Miss Jolanda Jones. Amen to that. What is going on with you? I know you're out there. Are you pounding the pavement? And what's happening with your race? We're we are we're hitting the streets every single day, phone banking, um, block walking, counting down the days. Um, we're doing all that we can to get out the vote. Um, we really want Latinos to get out the vote right now, and well, everyone to get out the vote. And so, just really just spreading the information about the March first primary may um, i speak about dolores's race you may so please i've endorsed dolores amen i actually tried to get dolores to run for office prior to this but she didn't listen yes. to her coach ah so i was dolores's coach when she was at kip i was a volunteer coach because they didn't have any money and all i can say is i'm super proud of the woman that she's grown into and i'm about to start crying isn't that amazing because she was her harshest critic when she was in middle school. And she just, she was so hard on herself and I always just worried about her. And then she went away to college and overcame and faced and overcame some obstacles and she stood up to bullies at Baylor University. And people came for Dolores and that baby, she's, so she's always going to be a baby to me, right? Because I've known her since she was in middle school. Yep. And I just think that people, and I can't remember which JPC she's running for. Precinct 2, Place 2. That Precinct 2, Place 2. Yes, ma'am. I believe from the depths of my soul that Dolores is the best person for that job. Dolores understands equity. Dolores understands what it's like to be bullied. Dolores, interestingly, Dolores is Mexican-American. Dolores is married to a black man. Yes. Dolores understands the discrimination against black men. She has a totally different perspective. I know Dolores' mom. I mean, I, don't know, I know Dolores' family. And I'm just so proud that she is doing what she's doing because we need young leaders with a voice. And Dolores is flat out outworking people. Amen. She is out all day, every day, block walking. Just, so, just like she did when you were coaching her. Yes, on Dolores. The basketball court. And you know what? And so here's one of the things that I remember teaching Dolores when she was younger. So Dolores was in eighth grade, and some people just thought eighth graders should start. Yeah. Right? And at first, Dolores was, um, she's not going to be mad at me. So she just sort of bought into that. And I was like, no, you have to work. I don't care if you're in eighth grade. If you don't practice and give it all you have, then you're going to sit the bench. Right? 
You don't just get stuff just because. And Dolores has learned that and she's learned that well. And she's one of the biggest participants of of everything in everything she does. Dolores, again, I'm bragging on Dolores because I've known Dolores since she was a kid. Dolores was one of the few Latina leaders. I say Latina leader, but leader, period, point blank, regardless of race and culture. She was on the Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl was here, Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. was out speaking to people. She is a go-getter. She's smart. I love Dolores. She's like the daughter I never had because I don't have a daughter. But Dolores went to school with my son. So they're the same same age. Well, I want to come back to your race. But let's give Dolores, I'm going to give you the last word here before you hang up. Tell us something about why you're running. Tell Houston why you're running. I'm running to give power back to the voiceless. Um, It's not about left or right. It's about the powerful um, versus the powerless. Um, And I know I've seen injustice firsthand and I want to do what I can to change it. It's time for precinct two, place two, to have someone in this seat that truly represents them. Someone that's going to stand up for families, someone that's going to stand up for our children and do what's right. And so I'm running to make a difference. I'm running to empower the next generation. I was listening to the show earlier today. A lot of us are tired of the same people running the show, running, running politics. It's time for a new generation of leaders that are going to do what's right for the people because we are going through so much right now together through the pandemic, through what's going on in society. And it's going to take new, new representation to, to lead us into a better tomorrow. Amen. Dolores, we thank you for being on the show. Again, you're here with Keep Walking with Jesus, KWWJ, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. Dolores, good luck and go make it happen. And ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Jolanda Jones. Jolanda, you are running for a seat that in many ways has been an iconic seat because you've had Mr. Garnet Coleman there for 30 years. 30 years. Uh, But I bet you he's sitting there saying, you know what, if there's someone who could fill these big shoes... It's Jolanda Jones. What's it like? I mean, what's it? You know, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, running for someone and and someone that's um, been such an icon in the legislature. So, so first of all, what you have to understand with the legislature is that seniority matters, right? So, regardless of of when someone comes in, if you're coming in next, which hopefully will be me, I'm just going to claim it. When I come in next, Amen. I'm going to speak it into existence. Go. You've got to have someone who has who can collaborate with people who've been there because you're a freshman. It's, if you've ever played sports, freshmen don't normally play varsity, right? And and you so you got to have varsity people to train you. Uh, by the grace of God, I've I have connections with people who do have seniority. But I think the thing that makes me the most qualified, I served on city council, I served on the school board, I was on uh, in democratic leadership. And what has been important with that is I know who runs what. So I know who to be mad at. I know what you need, for example, to get a, a, to open a bar, right? I know yeah. what agency. You know how to get it done. And, and I know the people who, yeah. who do that, like direct access to them. And that's important because it's going to be practically impossible to replace the power of someone who was there for 30 years. Yep. Um, so, and, I'm a, and I'm a trial lawyer. Right. So uh, my job and I'm from the hood. So my job has taught me to spot BS like a heat seeking missile. <laughs> and then I'm able to cross examine whoever is who's spreading that. What, what, and so that and so that is important. But the thing that I will do that no one has ever, ever done 
For example, I was at a press conference that I found out about this morning. I Facebook Live it. I thought it was an important issue. I thought people should know what was going on. And some people don't get their news from these traditional stations. They look at social media. And I believe you don't know what you don't know. And something may affect you and you just don't know about it. Like the lady who called in said, I didn't know about the press conference, but it's one of her issues, mm -hmm. right? And so she knew about it. And so trust and believe when I'm elected that I'm going to tell you what the state of Texas is trying to do to you. So let me ask this. How was the press conference? What, what was your takeaway on that whole thing? My takeaway on the press conference is, is the McGregor Super Neighborhood and Riverside Terrace Civic Association. I live in Riverside Terrace, has been working on this for quite a while, and they have put pressure on elected officials. And, and all I know is some elected officials' positions have changed today at the press conference. They are now... They say they're behind us, so well, you we're going to see. That's a good thing. So, but yes. let's hold them accountable. Oh, you don't have to. Worry. You don't have to worry about <laughs> me holding people accountable because I will do it. Um, but when I get elected, if when I was on city council, I was known for my constituent services. When people came to me, I was an at-large council member. I live in Third Ward. I was helping people in Spring Branch who had flooding problems, and the city was allowing builders to come and build and causing their neighborhoods to flood. I don't live over there, yeah. but guess what? I don't want my house flooded because the city allows somebody to build something above, uh, you know, above mine, right. and and then they don't have to put in sufficient retention and detention. So I can talk to you about things I've done all over the city, now I'm running for a district, where if the government is affecting you negatively, then you need to come to me. You wanna know why? Because I'm gonna come and I'm gonna try to save you. And I'm not saying this, one of the things that I won was a CNN Hero Award, right? Car flew off, uh, West Park Tollway fell about 100 feet. My son and I went and we saved the girl. The car blew up. Come on. I swear I'm not I lying. I, 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 I swear I'm not. You, you guys saw the that's viral. Like, that's like a TV. Oh, I, we broke it. I broke the, we, we broke in. We saved the lady. I ran with her. I can send you the footage. Oh, my goodness. But, but I also, when the people broke into my car, I jumped on the car. That went viral, too. <laughs> but, but, but the moral of those stories is if something's amiss, I'm going to run to it and I'm going to try to fix it, like, unapologetically. And I actually got run over by that car. Oh, my goodness, I, it, But I'm, a, I'm still here. Right. Yeah. I, I won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> you know, I'll figure out. I should have gotten the license plate, but instead I, do I dove on the car. But that's not the point. The point is, if there is an emergency and it needs to be fixed, I'm going to be the person that that fixes. Now, Jolanda, I know you come from a long family of strong willed women. Yes. Talk to us about that. Who? who I mean, you didn't just be this Jolanda. Who instilled this whole thing about don't take any crap and make stuff happen? So my mother and my grandmother were both activists. But the truth is, I, I identify with victims and people that are oppressed first because I was a victim and a person who was oppressed. I was raised by a single mom who had five kids. My dad killed himself. Oh, my. In my presence. Oh, my. Which I had to go to a bunch of counseling so let me be clear I believe mental health is important and if you need to talk to somebody you need to do that right because I Amen. had issues when you're with your dad and he kills himself it causes you issues but that also caused us to be in a single family household so my mother struggled we didn't have lights we didn't have water our house burned our rent house because my mother didn't own a house burned down twice seven years apart because we were using candles because we didn't have electricity I, uh, I was on free and reduced lunch. I'm grateful to God that my coaches or the grown-ups in my life would know when I was hungry, right? And when I was a child, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I'm very lucky to be alive. I've been strangled 
It wasn't until I got strangled myself that you can't scream. You don't realize you can't scream when yeah. you're being strangled because you don't have air. And again, by the grace of God, I was able to knee him in right. a place that was more important than strangling me. And he grabbed that and I was able to get away uh, from my ex-husband. But I say that to say this, the women in my family were there for me. And I just remember when I was a child and when I was uh, a young adult, there were situations that I had no control over. And but by the grace of God, there were people there who would help me. So I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for those people that gave me strength when I otherwise didn't have it. In addition to my dad killing himself, two of my uncles killed themselves. Oh my so my goodness. grandmother lost three sons to suicide and I lost an aunt to murder. I say that to say in my neighborhood, I say that to say this, when you experience tragedy like that uh, and you're trapped in it, at least if you're me, I haven't been embarrassed by the path that I've taken because you know, when I was younger, I used to feel sorry for myself that I had to deal with all these issues. But as I've gotten older, I believe it was nothing but God preparing me for these fights that I have. So whenever anybody comes at me, no matter what the difficulty is, my thing is I survived my dad's suicide. What is this? You're like a gnat, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So it gives you a certain level of strength that you can get through anything. Homelessness, again, no lights, no water, you know, um, no gas in the winter and you're freezing. So, or, or when we had no water, we would go to the gas station Back when water was free at gas yeah, stations, I remember that. And put it and in when, a, and put it in, and put it in a milk gel, and yep. put it in a milk. Oh, I'm sweating. No, no, you look great. And put it in a milk, you know, uh, uh, jug to take home so that we could at least brush our teeth and things like that. So I say that to say this: that if there's limited resources, now if there's an abundance of resources, I'm always gonna fight for everybody. But if there's limited resources, I'm going to focus on the people who but for me would be homeless or would have no food or who don't have affordable housing or who have substandard housing or who don't have food in their neighborhoods or who don't have access to health care. Mm -hmm. When I go to Austin, the first thing I'm going to do is see if we can. Find, it doesn't make sense to me. It shouldn't be political. It shouldn't be partisan. People are entitled to health insurance. My son was born in Spain. My ex-husband played professional basketball. My son was born in Spain. When I got to Spain, I wasn't a resident there. I was there with my ex-husband, or he was my, he was my, I was with him then. I had free prenatal care. I had free postnatal care. I had free Lamaze you know, and classes. If, and if they can do it there in, in Spain we in 1991, to, we should be able to do it here in the United we had States. Picture, we had picture ultrasounds here. They had video ultrasounds there. And I said, there are people in Texas right here, right now, 1.2 million Texans who work. They're not bums. They're not laying around doing nothing. They work full-time jobs. They don't make enough money to afford private health insurance, and they make too much money to be able to qualify for Medicaid. Those people should have health care. We should expand Medicaid. Amen. Everybody, everybody give me a clap for that. Joe, hold that because, you know, remember the show Carol Burnett? At the very end, they had that song, I'm so, so glad, glad we had this time together. Well, guess what? We're up. Am I dating myself? Uh, we're, we're up, but we're going to stay on and we're going to talk on Facebook another okay. five minutes. Okay. But we're going to be off on the radio here in two minutes. I want you to have the last word. Give everything. Where do we go to your website? 
when is election day? What's the phone number people want to go to the uh, help you as a poll worker and everything? I want you to give it all right now. So go to jolandajones.com, J-O-L-A-N-D-A-J-O-N-E-S.com. Blame my mother for that made-up name. And you can go on there and find out how to donate, how to volunteer, and, and you'll just learn more about me and what's important to me. And so we need, so the polls are open starting tomorrow from 7 to 7 through, fr- through is it the 25th? I can't remember which day of the week yep. that is. And then uh, election day is March 1st. The way they're kicking back these, these absentee ballots, I would go in person to vote because they've kicked back 50% of them. And it's meant to disenfranchise, disenfranchise us. So voter suppression is real. And it's affecting everybody, not just Democrats, not just Republicans, but everybody. And your vote should matter. So please go and vote. Please do that. And when you vote, vote for Jolanda Jones. If you live in House District 147, Third Ward, Fourth Ward, First Ward, part of the Heights. Um, my brain is going in a fog. Part of Montrose, up towards Hobby Airport, part of downtown, the Toyota Center, What's over there? Minute Maid, yep. the Dynamo Stadium, over part and part of the Edo, goes down 45 to the University of Houston. So I've got the University of Houston, Texas Southern University, goes over to Maikawa, goes down Maikawa. So it's part of Sunnyside, part of South Park, part of South Union. Then it meanders over to Hobby Airport. So if you're over there, uh, Glenbrook Valley and all those places. And that's the very definition of gerrymandering because that district makes not a lick of sense. But we have got to put that aside and we've got to move forward just like when they were leaving. Uh, well, you know what? I think we're running out of time. We can finish here. I think we're done on the – we have 30 seconds. One minute. Bottom line is this. Vote for Jolanda Jones. Vote for Jolanda Jones. She, she is a, uh, a one-woman uh, ball of, of just energy. Y somos unidos. There you go. Somos familia. Mr. Producer, are we off on the radio? Thank you for having me, David. You're welcome. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight. I'll say good night. We can work it out. We can work it out. Life is All right, Houston. You're still here with me, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. I chose this song because things are just going crazy in Houston. I don't know why. I think we've now become the murder capital of the America somehow. And we just got to figure out a way on this Beatles songs when it says, life is very short and there's no time for fighting and fussing. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible song that could have been written for today. And I have my guest, Jolanda Jones. And again, Jolanda is one of these fighters that... When you are in a just a rut and you need help, you don't call Ghostbusters. You remember that song? Who you gonna call? Do you remember that song? Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Who, who, yeah, who you gonna call? You don't call Ghostbusters. You call Jolanda because you know what? She'll get it done. And if she can't get it done, she'll figure out who can, and she'll make sure, sure it right happens. About that. And that's the beautiful thing. And you know, you said something very important, Jolanda, and we're gonna stick on for five more minutes, which is you've been a council member. You've been an HISD board member. So I hadn't really thought about, by those experiences, you really know how to get things done through all levels of government. And that can only be an advantage to serve in the legislature, right? Well, for it sure. can only be. But be, yes, it's an, it's an advantage. But before I was ever elected, 
I was working with government. So before I was ever on city council, they were trying to run the rail through CUNY homes. So I was in that. You know, I was we fought against that because that's a neighborhood of people mm -hmm. who don't have means and that's where they live. Uh, before I ever was elected, when they were trying to come in and buy property and gentrify Third Ward, we had a whole campaign with Representative Coleman because mm -hmm. he was there and, and Councilmember Ada Edwards. And we had signs, Third Ward is our home and it's not for sale. That was before I ever got elected. So so me fighting for people and the disenfranchised didn't start when I got elected me being elected was sort of a natural progression, right? And even as an elected person, I'm still an outsider because I call out names because what I found about being elected, when you're outside of government, you think stuff is going on yeah. because of how things are sort of manifesting, but you don't know for sure. Then you get elected and you see for sure yeah. from the inside who's doing what. You know what and called? then I start telling people. That's called being in the room when right. it happens, the right. room when it happens, the room when it happens. And so, and so I know who, who can't speak yep. and, and whatever, and I know who said what, and, and I know what they said in the meeting, and then I know what they, what they say when they get on TV. Mm -hmm. And so then I would just tell people, okay, don't, don't listen to what we tell you on TV. Look at how we vote. Amen. So then that's why people the people that are elected sometimes don't like me because I'm telling it. Because one of the things that I found to be really interesting about being elected is I could hate you, right? We could be elected together and I could hate you, but we will keep each other's secrets. So I'm not going to tell people what you're doing because maybe I might have a secret and I don't want you to tell it. And that's just not right, mm -hmm. right? People who are on the outside who don't have access to power and don't act, have access to what's going on behind closed doors should know what we are really thinking, right. right? And what we are really doing behind the scenes. So you'll have somebody saying, for example, I'm not gonna call no names on this. Or maybe I'll tell you later. <laughs> but where somebody is saying, I'm trying to keep this school, this school from being closed. And then they're telling somebody else, close it. Uh. So to the people outside, they're saying, I'm trying to keep the school open but they're really telling people to close it, so they're pandering. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, they're lying. Yeah, that's horrible. Right? That's horrible. So. I want to change subjects on you, Joe. So when there was young John, uh, young Jolanda, young Jolanda, okay. very, very young, when you were like in, I don't know, elementary school, did you ever think you'd be running for the legislature? I mean, did, I mean what was young Joe thinking about back then? And, and did you think... You know, I'd be making change that would help people's lives. No, young young Jolanda was just trying to stop getting bullied. Um, just one half food. Um, having amazing. a pickup, having to just pick up and move because we got evicted. And so I was just trying to survive. And then um, with my mom, you know, I was watching my, my siblings because my mother couldn't afford a babysit. I'm the oldest of five. And like CPS came and took two of my siblings because I was because we were watching them because my mother couldn't afford daycare. Oh my goodness! And my mother was working hard to put a roof over our head and keep food in our mouths, but they thought she was being neglectful. So I just wanted to have a better life when I got big. But I did know, and I was taught from my grandmother and my mother that I had to vote. So I didn't know I could be elected. I just knew I needed to vote. So that from the moment I turned 18, I voted. Um, and it wasn't until I ran for office. In 03, I lost that race that I even learned about early vote. And absentee ballot well, didn't know anything about well, that. Let's stop there. La my last topic here is, when did the light bulb go off in you that said, 
and there was a movie called Network. Everybody, everybody remember that movie Network when the guy goes, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. When did you finally say, you know what? I'm mad as hell and I'm going to run for office. What light bulb so, went off? So that never happened. No? No, it never happened. Um, so I, I don't know if you know this. So I'm a, I'm a criminal defense lawyer and I helped shut down the DNA crime lab. I learned that the HPD crime lab was just making up. It's called dry labbing where they would just make up lab results. Come on. Because they... No, they got I shut down. How right, and I testified before the state house. I testified here at the grand jury, and so I, I'm the one. Who, I'm one of the people that exposed him. Two, two and a half weeks after I exposed him on this investigative report done by Anna Warner, um, at, on KHOU, she won a Peabody Award for this. All of a sudden, they were like, Joe, and then the media was coming to me all the time about the crime lab, and like, what's this? Every time there were new developments. So somebody, a friend of mine who played basketball at University of Houston, said, you need to run for office. Woo! You're hot. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you're on the news every day. You're in the media. You helped shut down a corrupt uh, organization, you know, with their, with their fake lab tests, convicting innocent people, allowing the criminals to roam free and, com and uh, commit more crimes against people. So he talked me into that. His name was Lyndon Rose. Lyndon Rose? Lyndon Rose talked me into one running. Of my, one of my favorite I people. Lyndon, no, if you're out there, I had we no thank idea. you for what you did here, I Lyndon. I had no idea. Now, now, he put me out there and left me out there by myself. <laughs> um, but he's a, I had no idea. I didn't know a regular person could run for office. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I'm going to give you one, the last word here, which is um, tell Texas uh, and, of course, the district why you're the best candidate to serve in the legislature. I'm the best candidate to serve in the legislature because I am the most, the least, the last, and loss of people who live in 147. I am the people that we are trying to help. By the grace of God, I've been able to make some good decisions, have some people that help me. And so, and I've never, other than when I was with my ex-husband, I've always lived in the district. So I don't have to learn the district issues. I know who's over whatever uh, neighborhoods. Now, I will say that the, the with the gerrymandering, they added some new places, but I was an at-large council member. Mm -hmm. So I'm familiar with those areas as well. I'm an advocate. I'm unafraid. We need someone who's going to go to the legislature. For example, when the Democrats broke quorum and went to D.C., one thing is for certain, because only when the Democrats that came back came back did all the oppressive voter registration you don't don't right. touch my body stuff happen I, I i can promise you this i wouldn't have come back i would have still been there right because i would have done whatever it is i could do to stop the state of texas oppressing the least the last and the loss and i'm asking you to support i'm a lawyer i've been a self-employed lawyer for 26 years so i know how to research i know how to write legislation that's not overbroad that's designed to address exactly what the problem is as opposed to some legislation that has unintended negative consequences mm -hmm. right so there are a variety of reasons but the most important reason is i'm going to tell you what we're trying to do to you before we do it so that you can have a voice in checking us like with the press conference today to stop us because believe it or not politicians pay attention to two things they pay attention to people with money which most of us don't have right mm -hmm. like say for example river oaks never has these problems yep. because they have money and they pay attention to people who vote. And the people that are most likely to vote are people who know what the government is doing to them. So I'm going to let you know. So I'm going to help empower you so that we, elected officials, because I'm just going to claim it, we listen to you. Because there were a lot of shifts in position at that press conference <laughs> this morning after um, – some light was shown uh -huh. on some things. They're and all of a sudden, that, I was like, man, they're doing they, that they, they, Super they crab Bowl walking. That's they're Super doing Bowl that shuffle. crab walking. Yeah, the crab so, walking. Yeah. Well, all right. You, get, you heard it here.
ladies and gentlemen, Jolanda Jones. I just say Jolanda. And again, when you need something, you don't call Ghostbusters. Remember who you're going to call? You call Jolanda. And you're with Gilbert. Tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. KWWJ. Keep walking with Jesus. Again, every Monday, 11 to 1145, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. And I am at 832-570-8075. I thank all those who called in. Those that did not get through, I apologize. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.